Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hello, ladies. Hello. 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 So as always, I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Ms. Kate Sitars. Hello, Kate. Hello. I know individual hellos. We're shaking things up. Yes. (laughs) And today we have the great pleasure of being joined by uh, my friend and colleague, Michelle Fernandez. Hey, Michelle. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Having a conversation with you ladies is always a good time. So I can't wait to see what happens today. Is I know it's we believe me before we started recording we're like oh we should probably start recording because otherwise we're just going to keep chatting for hours and hours and hours yes um, so Michelle owns an agency she does um, Facebook marketing so so um, paid media um, and she also does funnel building um, she her work is fantastic she is. Uh, very much sought after in the digital marketing industry. So we are very lucky to be able to talk with her today, but we want to talk about what it's like to, to build an agency. Cause you did go from being one person to now having people reporting to you and mm-hmm. also pay attention, copywriting friends, what you look for in copywriters and what are red flags in copywriters. Um, but we'll get all to that and get into that in just, uh, just a second. But so Michelle, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you get to where you are today? Okay, so I, right out of high school, I I don't know, my my mom will kill me if she hears this. She gave me so much pressure to go to college that I was being a little rebel and not want to go. Like, I, it sounds so immature. However, that's the way it is. I did go, but then I ended up, she had a mortgage company. So I ended up going to work with her, getting my license, doing this. Um, for 30 years <laughs> is what I ended up. I ended up getting my college degree before I turned 30 with twins, but that was a long story. I matured by then. <laughs> um, but so anyway, and being in the mortgage industry, you know, it's very, um, 
you know, go, go, go. I was working seven days a week at times and just the ebbs and flows of everything. And when I had my twins, I really wanted something that would give me more freedom. Didn't know what it was. I ended up going into network marketing because I was doing beach body workouts and I didn't know it was a thing. But as I was doing that, I learned a lot about the digital marketing and the whole online world, attraction marketing. And I quickly realized, okay, network marketing is not my thing, <laughs> but I love this marketing stuff because in high school, that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into advertising, right? But like old school advertising, because I am older than any online advertising. So that's what led me here. Like one thing after another, I'm like, oh, I love this. Who who thought, who, like anybody who runs ads would be like, girl, you are crazy if you love doing that. But I just love the whole figuring out everything. I love building something. What I really love about what I do is when I have a call with a customer and they're like, this is like my vision. This is what I see. And then when I build it all out and then even more getting people to sign up and, you know, for, for the people to experience the transformation that my clients provide, like that is so cool to just like hear it and then like see it come to fruition and the transformation happening. So that's where I am today. That's how I got here. If that makes sense. Yes, it absolutely does. And I think uh, a lot of our, our listeners or our viewers will will understand that moment of like, I did this work for the client and they love it. Yes. Or like it had a major impact on their business. It is. It's such an amazing feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even like their life, really, because a lot of I remember my first coach it was a network marketing coach. And I remember like, you know, after the long day of the retreat, we would all sit down and have drinks. And I would tell her, oh my gosh, you want to live in my head because it's so crazy cool, like whatever. And she's like, why is that crazy coolness living in your head? Why can't you actually live it? And I was like, like, it never occurred to me that that could be possible, right? And then I was like, well, wait a minute, I can build this into something that not only would give me pleasure and watching people do that, but also allow me to do the things I wanted to do. So by the time my kids ended up going to college, it was like, hey, I'm going to go visit you guys this weekend, <laughs> or if you want to or not, I'm coming up, you know, or whatever. My son was on um, the club baseball team and we would drive up to like eight hour trip every weekend to go watch him play. Like if I was working a nine to five, I could not do that, you know? So it really does help you live a crazy cool life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And you have, you have really been leaning into that, that crazy cool brand as you've been yes. developing products and all kinds of stuff, which I, I really love to see, you know, it's, it's, yes. The, we talk, I mean, you and I have talked about people say, oh, you have to find, have to find a niche. And it's, it's not at all true. I know that you work with mostly, you know, digital companies because you are a digital marketer, but all kinds of different companies. Mm -hmm. And we encourage our copywriters to work with all kinds of different companies. But I love that you are leaning into this, this concept of, of having a crazy cool experience as you work and having, having your clients getting that kind of crazy, cool experience working with you. And I think that that's a really fun idea for, for service providers of any kind to, to explore like, okay, what do you want your work experience to feel like, what mm -hmm. do you want it to feel like for your clients? Yeah. And, and um, well, how have you ex uh, expanded that into, into your business? Well, <clears throat> I do it for my team big time. Right. Because I think it first came from me feeling guilty <laughs> that I'm the business owner and I know it's me taking more of the risk, 
But I really want other people to experience this at whatever level is crazy cool for them. And they realize they're not taking the risk. So maybe it's not to the degree that they want, or maybe my degree, or maybe it is, who knows, right? But I really want them to, the whole point is for them to wake up every day loving what they do. And then being able to experience things at a personal level, really like stuff that they never thought would be possible, right? So if I can contribute to any bit of that, then I will. Like last year, we did like our company, um, like annual planning, and we did at a hotel. And then after we did our planning, we went and had like a spa day, like Some people have never been to a spa, (laughs) you know, they've never gotten a facial or massage. So those are experiences that they never thought would be possible that I could provide just a little bit of, right? Um, Or at least putting that in their mind. And then for their clients, same thing, like it's so easy to get, especially with what I do, whether it be funnels or your ads, it's so running a business is not fun most of the time. So it's like, okay, what is really the goal you're looking for? Yes, it's to make these number of sales, but what are those number of sales going to get you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of getting them into that future pace, that vision that is more than just what are the numbers to like basically build a business for their crazy cool life, right? And I think that's what's made it more fun and has opened them to realize like, okay, the business can be fun. And then they're more willing to um, be more open to kind of shifting or pivoting or think outside the box of what can work to, to make their things convert, right. Or to sell, or even be more open on their pitching when they're pitching something, because that's also nerve wracking too. Right. Yeah. So it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's so smart. We get so caught up as service providers. We get so caught up, like you were saying, and I have to hit this number. I have to hit this number. And there are, I have certainly been guilty of it, Kate. I know you have too, where we get to this point where we're like, well, I have to hit the number and you hit the number, but you go, oh, but maybe not even at the expense of the rest of your life, but just like, oh, I forgot to. I forgot to enjoy myself along the way. Yeah. Why did to I even sure want to hit fun. this number? Like, exactly. did I actually want to or need to? Right. We focus so much on the number that we forget that there's actually people behind this. And and then it goes back to that crazy cool life. How can I get somebody to enter that, to have those results, to then have this, have that transformation, to have that. So to me, when I look even at my clients, it's kind of the ripple effect. It's not just what am I doing for them? It's like, what are then they going to do for their people and those people do for their people. So it's almost like when you when you kind of see it that way for me, it has helped me shift into like just a different way of doing business of, of when somebody asks me how much, how much are you going to quote or presenting my proposal? I have no problem now saying what it is that I charge because I am thinking that bigger picture. So it's up to me to convey or, you know, for them to be able to make a decision based on my vision, even for them of what they didn't even consider a possibility. Ah, that's Brilliant. I want everybody who's listening to pause, go back and listen to that minute again, because the, the, when you I love that, the, the thinking about the, the ramifications of the work that you do, because we get so caught up in like, well, I'm going to do, and I hope this is going to, but it's helping their business grow helps them as people. If they have team, it helps their team. It just, it, it snowballs. And you're so right that when you're, when you're thinking in those terms, putting together your quote and sending that quote through 
gets so much easier. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. this is this, I'm sending you through this quote and I'm happy with that number. And you're going to be happy with that number too. But it's also the, the whole value is so much more than this little quote that I'm sending through. Exactly. So practically getting a deal. Yeah, exactly. And I will tell you that both based on my experience and how I see whether it be my customers or even like peers like us in a mastermind. And when we're talking about, they're like, oh, did you hire a copywriter to write your sales page? Or are you going to do that? And then somebody will say, oh my gosh, they charged me whatever amount of dollars. Like in their mind, they're like, no way can I pay that. And I did think that way sometimes at at first because I didn't understand the bigger picture. And then when I say, okay, first of all, this is usually a one-time thing if it's done correctly. And how much money is this actually going to make me off of whatever it is that they're charging me? Because if I try to write it myself, which I've learned the hard way where I try to write it myself and I kind of either get no conversions or eh, like, eh, you know, and then I'm like, fine, I'll pay the money. And then it's like, you know what I mean? And I, and then, of course, I kicked myself. Why didn't I just do this? What could I have sacrificed to hire this copywriter to do this? Because it's going to pay me, like, I don't even know, a hundredfold down the, you know, it, it's like endless of what that can make you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you're coming, especially as a copywriter, like that's what you're looking to come for and, and stated in a way using your magic copywriter skills to make them realize that this is what's going to happen. So you're not feeling like sleazy and selling, but oh, this, oh, that you're making it say what's going to happen for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's so important for people to hear from the client side, right? Because you are clearly a, you are a very successful business owner. You, but we sometimes copywriters will, will just they'll talk about the projects, they'll pitch the projects, they'll pitch their ideas, but they're like, well, I just assume that people will know how my idea will benefit their business. I just, I assume that they're going to understand it, but no, we have to, we have to spell things out and we say, look, here's this idea and here's exactly how it can benefit your business. Here's exactly how it can build your business because asking potential clients to, to figure that out for themselves or extrapolate, extrapolate that for themselves is, is not fair, especially when it's, it is also part of the service you provide mm-hmm. to explain how it's going to benefit your business, how it will build your business. So that's so, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, especially for our CCA next level students in particular, who might be considering starting an agency, what was that first step for you from being a solo business owner to, I'm going to hire my first person and I need help, how, like identifying that need, deciding to go that route. Cause I think that is such a big turning point that that first step feels very, very massive. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it was, oh my gosh, I literally can't work any more hours. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it, 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 it seemed to quickly go from, I have nothing thing to do or the worry of, can I get clients or how am I going to pay my bills to, oh my gosh, you know, what do I do? But then in between, it's like, you have this feeling of, well, will I continue to get these clients to now pay somebody else? Right. So it's a little of that fear of the unknown, you know, how am I going to do this? So that's kind of what made me hire someone. Would I have done it faster I mean, maybe if I were to do it again, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like, this is what made me who I am, whatever. Um, 
but I would consider bringing someone on before I thought I was ready. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're on a roll, let, let's say you can, let's say you can manage, I don't know, I'm going to throw out a number, eight clients on your own. And then mm-hmm. now you're starting to get 10, right? So you're like, okay, so maybe that is the time to hire. So you can train them onboard them. So when you bring on more and they actually have a full book of business, they'll know how to handle the whole thing rather than, okay, now I have here eight clients to hand over to you. And then they're like, wait a minute, I don't know what your method is. I don't know if I can handle. So it's like easing that person into them. I think that's how I would do it again. But yes, when you're, when you're at the point where you're like, okay, is this living my crazy cool life? Is this what I wanted to look and feel like? Yes. No. Um, am I ignoring my husband, my kids? <laughs> am I up, you know, working late at night or on the week? Those are the decisions that you need to make to in order to expand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so well, helpful. Yeah. And you can, you know, when we talk about bringing, it, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to hire a full-time person mm-hmm. right away, Correct. right? You can bring in someone for a couple hours a week, or even, I guess, theoretically, even a couple hours a month to support you. And then as your business grows, you can either give them more hours or bring in more people. And you can kind of, to your point, you can make your business that crazy, cool business exactly the way that you want it to be. If the idea of hiring a full-time employee, which quite frankly, that is really jumping in the deep end right away. <laughs> um, I've Blow your role. Um, if that freaks you out, there are certainly oh, other and perhaps better options. Yeah. And even to that being said, like I even got to the point where it's like, okay, what is it that I love doing? What do I mm-hmm. don't really care? And then maybe that person do those specific tasks, right? Or those things. So it's not even necessarily about handling more clients. Maybe if it's like, okay, you write sales pages, but then you have somebody writing email campaigns or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you can kind of break it up also too. So then you can complete a project if it's like a whole thing faster. So then you can get to the next client. So you also have to look at like efficiencies or what are you normally doing? What kind of add-ons can you do to like increase that sale, if you will? Um, So then you have different people coming in, but maybe you can't manage it all, but Hey, I can throw in some extra emails or, you know, your weekly emails, whatever. And then now you have somebody to take that off your plate and do that for you too. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do want to note one thing because I'm sure someone listening to this is like, wow, she's, she's doing mm-hmm. so well. And she's, um, but you, you, and you mentioned like there was some self-doubt, there was some nervousness before yes. taking that step. It's not like you're like, now I know the exact next perfect step and I'm going to do it and everything's going to be easy there anytime any of us, and I think it, it can be easy to forget. And so many of us are like, I'm the only one feeling this self-doubt, but no. anytime we take mm-hmm. that next step into, you know, the, the slightly outside our comfort zone or to the next level of our business, there's always going to be that self-doubt. It's not like it's going to disappear and eventually we'll be completely confident. It's something that we have to work through at each next level of our business. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and one thing to also keep, you're not married to it. (laughs) I think that's the thing is that I was feeling like, well, I have to make the right decision because I am that recovering overthinker. So I would like think, overthink, overthink. And then I'd be like, okay, this is the way. And then I thought, oh, I have to make it work this way. Cause that's what I decided after overthinking it for so long. And then I was like, 
well, what if I change it? <laughs> no one's going to die. No one's going to this. It might even be better. I might be less stressed and more at peace and love my business and everybody else on the team will be happy. So I, I don't feel that you have to be married to anything. You can always, it's, it's your business. You can decide yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Such a good reminder here. She's yeah. telling a friend that they were going to move. They're like, we're not sure. I'm like, you can always move again. If you hate like where you're going or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, nothing's permanent. Yeah. yeah. Um, now you have, and you continue to work with a bunch of different copywriters throughout, mm-hmm. throughout your career. And I'm sure you will continue as well. Um, obviously, uh, can you tell us some of the things that, that you definitely look for in copywriters? And then on the other side of that coin, like what are, what are red flags that when you see them or when you hear them, you go, Oh no, 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 no. I think I'll start with the red flags. <laughs> More fun, right? <laughs> well, because, because a lot of times um, I do feel the confidence come through. So if you're wishy-washy about whether it be quoting me or what is it that I really want or need, then that makes me feel like either you don't know what you're doing or you're like unsure. Like I'm looking for somebody that is going to, and this is the advice I give to my clients when they're looking. Um, Cause I do have somebody like on my team that I always recommend, but then sometimes they want to quote. So I'm like, these are the things you should be looking for. Number one is, are they asking you like a ton of questions? And sometimes they ask you the same questions. Like, five different ways. And you're like, wait, didn't I just answer this? (laughs) But I see what they're doing now because they're trying to pull things out of you a different way. Because I, even for me as a, as an agency, it's like, yes, I understand what you do, but you know your business best, right? So it's important for the copywriter to pull those things out of you. So it sounds like your voice and all this stuff. I also don't think, or I should say what I look for is for someone to be kind of guiding me on what they think I need, right? So a lot of times they'll, if I say, oh, I just want a sales page and that's what they come back, but they're not telling me what they think would be complete, like a whole process in order for me to have the highest conversions, in order for me to get the most leads, the most sales, right? So I'm also looking for that. So sometimes I could tell people hold back because they're like, oh, she knows because she's in marketing, but I'm not a copywriter. <laughs> Right. So it's like, I'm really looking for you and then let the person decide, but at least you've given them all the information for them to make a, you know, a smart business decision, right. Give them all the details and maybe they'll do something now. And then maybe later they'll do something once they start getting sales. And then, you know, so it can be in different phases as well. So I think those are the two things. I feel that the biggest red flag is if, if it's just kind of, they don't ask me anything. And then it's just like, kind of, here's my package, you know, here you go. Um, And then the other thing that I would say um, when it comes to copywriters is I want somebody to be excited about my business. Like I want Mm -hmm. them to be like, just as I get excited, I don't want them to care more about my business than I do because I've fallen into that trap. However, I want them to be like, they see the vision, they get excited about the vision and how can they contribute to make it even better, you know, and really get me. I think that's, that's really what I'm looking for. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I want to underscore so much of that. Cause so many of our copywriters are afraid, like, I don't want to come off as not knowing. So I'm not going to ask questions. 
And it's like, no, you you need to ask all of the questions to mm-hmm. your point to get the tone, to get the voice, to mm-hmm. understand so you can write. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and I want to, to just uh, speaking of underscoring, you know, you mentioned, oh, just here's my package. And yes. I think so many service providers, not just copywriters, like, oh, I'm going to create a package and then I'm going to sell my package. But packages almost never work because every client is different and every yeah. project is different. Yes. So if someone comes and, and comes to you and says, oh, here's my package it's, it's all, there's almost a laziness to it. Yeah, like, it's easier for us and not for you though, as the exactly. business owner, like we're making our lives easier, but not providing the right partnership, the right thing mm-hmm. that you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't take into account what your individual needs for this project are. And then as a client, you feel kind of like trapped in this. All right. I either say yes to this package or I say no to this package. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it does a disservice to clients. It really does. It really, really does. And then like, even I've been in situations where it'd be like, okay, so I want this sales sequence. And then they'll be like, well, how many emails should that be? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I might say, oh, I want three emails. Oh, well, three is maybe not enough. Or how many days is open cart, right? So it's like all those things. So if you have the pack, actually, it's funny that you said the thing about the package, because somebody asked me for a quote, And they're like, oh, can you give me a package? And in my mind, I'm like, no. (laughs) I was like, how do I say this nicely? Like, no, 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 let's talk a little bit more about what you want, what you need, and let me customize it to you. And you can also, I think that makes people feel special also. And it's like, you're really listening, even if it is a package. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because you know, it's going to be blah, blah, blah. But then you're saying this is going to help you do X, Y, Z. I think that's that's vital to to your success for sure. Because you're making them feel seen, heard, special, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and one thing too, you know, talking about the coming into a call and just kind of like not asking questions and maybe being hesitant. I think too, it's important to note that there's a difference. There's a difference between being nervous and there's a difference between kind of not caring, just kind of being apathetic or not really owning your skills because, you know, I, we all will st- certainly still certain calls you get on the call and you're kind of a little bit nervous having this conversation, especially if it's a client you really care about. Nervous is fine, but coming into a call and not, not valuing your services and not having a full conversation with a potential client the way that you would as a partner. Those are two very different things. Nervous is fine. Mm-hmm. Not owning that partner role and owning mm-hmm. your, your knowledge. That's, yeah. that's where you get into real trouble. And that's why you're not landing projects. Yeah. Yes. We're waiting for the business owner to tell you what to do essentially is what mm-hmm. that is. I feel like it's like, well, they're just going to tell me what they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And who wants that from any kind of, any kind of, you are the expert, right? Like I wouldn't want that from, from a plumber, you know, or mm-hmm. from an electrician that I come into the house and I have to tell you what you should exactly. do. Exactly. I just had this conversation with a friend of mine this morning. Cause I'm like, I got a new ad client. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, I cannot run ads because I don't like the pages they're sending them to. <laughs> because I know that's, it's not converting. And so I'm trying to tell her. So it's like, for me, I'm like, where do I draw the line that, oh, because I can't like, this is part of my boundaries issues. It's like, I'm like, I can't, I have to go in there and change the funnel. Like at least like 
even if it's optimized for mobile, something crazy like that, because I know that that's what's going to get them more leads, more sales, right? So I cannot within me, that's like when I was in the mortgage business, if somebody came to us and said, hey, we want to refinance, we wouldn't refinance you. We would run the numbers. If it didn't make financial sense, we're going to tell you no. Where there's other brokers or banks that would just say yes, because they want to make the money, right? So it's kind of like that. It's like, I can't within myself say, yes, I'm going to run this to you when I know that it's not going to convert, right? So it's like, How do I express that? Same thing with the copywriter. How can I tell you, okay, yes, I know this is what you want. This is what I would recommend in order for you to increase blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Yes. Values in business, right? You can't just take the money and run. And Yeah. Well, we're not just, we're not just producers. We're not just, oh, here's my project. I do my little work and I send it out, or at least none of us should be right. Right. That's, that's, that's not why we're paid well for what we do. You know, the running of ads is one small part of everything that you do for clients. The same thing with copywriting, the actual writing of copy is just a small part of our roles as copywriters with our clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you think about it, if the page doesn't convert, they're going to be like, see, shouldn't have spent that money on that, mm-hmm. on that copywriter because she doesn't know what she's doing or he doesn't know what he's doing. But then it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. So is part of your service, hey, we'll go one one time back or two times back within a certain time frame to kind of, you know, revisit or, you know, edit it or whatever. I don't know what the technical term is in copywriting, um, but that's what I do with my funnel. So like when I build the funnels, I'm like, hey, we'll go back twice and make whatever edits, whether I go in and change a headline or something, whatever to work for you, but I'm offering that. So then it's kind of like, oh, you're now they see, okay, well, it's not like you're just gonna, when we're done, you're gonna leave me. No, no, Mm -hmm. you're still gonna kind of stay with me and help me until I get this converting. And that's really what you want to do. It's, and I mean, you might have to make some edits, but then the the majority of that is not going to be that much of your time, but for the customer side, that's going to be your selling point for sure. Yeah. 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 It's, it feels safer. It feels yeah. much more reliable. It takes out some of the risk of hiring someone. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. When I love what you said too, about, you know, doing ads for someone where they're driving to a page that you're like, this isn't effective. This isn't going to work. And I think as copywriters, it's important to remember if you are writing, whatever you're writing, what comes before that and what's going to come after that mm-hmm. and look at those things and make sure you understand that before you write your piece of the puzzle, because those are going to, those pieces are certainly going to impact yours and you know mm-hmm. what's your call to action what's it actually leading to what's coming in so what messaging makes sense to build off of wherever they're coming from and if you don't have that or to your point you identify oh this is really crummy the trap like are they even going to get the right people to this page maybe it needs to have a completely different goal mm-hmm. so to be able to ask those questions and have that conversation hey i see this traffic is coming from here I feel like that completely changes our strategy for what we need to do here to make it effective. Open that door for that conversation. And maybe you then open the door for more work to exactly. whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And I know one of the things people ask me all the time and I'm like, I already know this answer, but I'm just going to still ask copywriter is they'll be like, well, can you look at it and just make edits? And usually the copywriter's like, no, no, we're going to rewrite it. <laughs> We just get, you know, whatever. but sometimes that's what it takes. So that's the other thing, Nikki, I'm sure you teach this is like, 
not only like what are some benchmarks that they're looking for that they know that they Mm -hmm. need. So when they do an audit or when they look at whatever numbers they have now to kind of figure out where they need to go, then they can quickly identify. So that is also an important thing for a copywriter too. And I know for me, when I build the funnels, like, I, I don't know if this is a little bit picky, but I like to see like in their mind when they're writing where they're separating the pages from a design standpoint. So like, mm-hmm. what is this section and what is this section? Like I've gotten documents where it's just like all copy. And I'm like, I like I now have to figure out how to separate the thoughts. So when they're going to do that, even think about people who are building their own stuff, they don't really know. So helping them do that is so much easier to figure out like what days, what times, you know, which is email one to go out or these are the last Mm -hmm. three emails. I recommend these times, but you might want to check this, like Mm -hmm. all those kind of helpful things for people who are not tech and they don't know that is vital because then they're going to be like, okay, now I have this. What do I do with it? And then so sometimes they pay it and then they don't do anything because they literally don't know the next steps. Yeah. Well, and even the, the explaining this strategy of, okay, I'm giving you, giving you a five email funnel. Here's the copy, but let me first talk you through why this one goes first, why I made this one second, why I made this one third. And we can have a conversation. If in our conversation, we realize that, oh, the, what we have fourth should be third. Now we can do that. Right. But explaining that instead of the, like you were saying, like turning over the doc and then being like, best of luck to you. Right. It's, there's so much more strategy behind it that will benefit clients to understand that strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to just know that you were thinking of that as the copyright so that they know that's part of your process and that your process isn't just, let me write the copy. Here it goes. Because mm-hmm. as CCA students know, you need to have the concept, you need to outline. And as you're outlining for a funnel, for example, you're going to, what are the topics? What's each email going to focus on? Okay. Let me rearrange and really think through what makes sense for my client and the, their, their customers. Mm-hmm. And if you skip those stages, the client's a going to know. And if you don't explain it, then they're going to think, okay, you didn't, yeah. you didn't think this through. Yeah. And by doing all this with this communication, that's the above and beyond that most people don't do. That's what's going to get people to not only come back to you for their next project, right? Or for something else, but is going to refer you now to other people. And that's really what we're looking for. That's how we're going to get this consistent people coming through that we can grow our team and we can live our crazy cool life and go on this whatever vacation or do whatever we want to do. And and I think that that's what's going to make you stand apart is definitely that communication and and you find your own little twist on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Being that real partner. I love this. I love yeah. this. Yeah. Um I hope that people are listening and like jotting down. I know that if they they have a pad of paper they're jotting down notes like crazy or they're going and saving this episode because this is something that really you should listen to or watch a couple of times because there's so much Michelle's giving us so much amazing uh information strategies all that kind of stuff um if someone is listening and they're like oh I want to know more about Michelle or I have a client and actually they were just saying they need their funnels built or I have a client and they need to run ads I would like to refer them to Michelle where can they find you you can find me on Instagram at the T-H-E Michelle Fernandez. <laughs> Excellent. Not just link to that a Michelle notes. Fernandez. Yeah, yeah it's the, apparently the there's Fernandez. more than one Michelle Fernandez. So I have to say the, my family mate still so makes crazy. fun of me today. I'm like the one and only. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. 
<laughs> like the Ohio State University, I, I am, as if right? there's another one. <laughs> right? And yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. funny. You are the, you are the Michelle Fernandez. Yes. 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 And just a reminder, too, to our CCA students that Michelle was one of our star guests in the 2022 Freelance Summit. So if you enjoyed this interview, as I know you did, go back and check out her session. You have the recordings in your CCA dashboard. So go check her out. And thank you for sitting down with us today. This was, like I said, this was this was fantastic. I know that our listeners and viewers are going to are gonna love this one. This is definitely one that needs to be saved. So thank you okay. so thank much for joining us. Thank you for having us. me. This thank was so much fun. It was fun. It's always fun to chat with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so with that, everyone, We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.